Hello, I'm Harry Stakini, and you are listening to the Staff Room Podcast, the show where each week I share anonymous stories from teachers who are overworked, underpaid, and close to a mental breakdown. So think of it as teacher therapy, as they remind us of all the troublemakers, class clowns, and the flat-out criminals we all remember from school. So join me and my guests and hear what your teachers really have to say. Episode number 11 of the Staff Room Podcast. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're all right. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. I mean, apologies for last week. I know I, I let you down because there was no episode, but I wasn't feeling very well. Right? I was a bit run down. It was. I, I thought I might have had COVID for the second time. I felt that rough and uh, took a test, didn't have COVID, but uh, I thought I'm in no fit state to, uh, to produce a podcast episode this week. I mean, it felt like I had a hangover, but just none of the self-inflicted fun at the start of it. You know, it was just uh, rare for me not to go into work because I feel that bad. And uh, it started on the Friday, dragged across the weekend, which was my girlfriend's birthday weekend. Um, I wasn't much fun for that. We were meant to, we were meant to go and have a look at a, a crashed plane on Sunday because that's what you do when you celebrate a birthday. You go and look at a, a historical landmark together. <laughs> and uh, I, I felt crummy, so we ended up just having a walk around Chorlton Water Park and, um, yeah, feeling, feeling a bit sorry for myself. Um, but yeah, it carried on across the weekend and then Monday, Tuesday, I was in no fit state to go into work and, uh, Wednesday I thought, you know what, I, I feel like I, I might be able to do this. And I lasted all of an hour and a half as I sat next to the noise box that is the, uh, the young lad that I work with. And, uh, I cannot tell you the thoughts that were going through my head because it was absolutely pounding, but so was his voice and something had to give. And, uh, that was me going home instead of, you know, um, someone dying, uh, <laughs> a bit extreme, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying I felt crummy. Um, but thank you very much for everyone that actually sent me a few messages to say, I hope you're all right. I mean, I, um, I think because I just said I felt a bit run down, um, I, I think that opened it up to many different possibilities. Some people thought I might've been, you know, like, how are you, are you, you're all right. Or are you with someone? I was like, yeah, I'm not, I just feel crummy. I'm not like, you know, on the edge of life. Um, but I appreciate the messages nonetheless, but feeling much sprightly this week and uh, back at it. And it's worked out because, you know, the day I went back into work, which is Thursday last week, actually recorded this episode that I've got for you today. And it's a cracker. My guest is Chris Washington for today's episode and a fantastic comedian, someone that I've known for a few years, but really got to um, familiar with around 2017 when we were both up at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and uh, doing separate shows. But Chris was up there doing his debut hour, which the show was called Dream Big Within Reason. And he went up there uh, having saved up all his holiday as a postman, used it all for the Fringe. He had no agent, no PR, but a very, very good show. And off the back of it, he was uh, nominated for the Best Newcomer Award, which is a very prestigious award to be uh, you know, nominated for. And soon as you're, you're kind of catching the eyes of the judges that look after the festival up there it starts to open up a few doors for you and from that he's um he's had some very very well deserved success i mean in the past few years he's appeared on mock the week he's appeared on stand up for live comedy uh he was most recently on the stand up sketch show on itv and has even headlined his own live from the bbc which was on their iplayer uh it might still be there now it's great but the show that's on the iplayer is the show that he did from edinburgh um, I'm fairly sure that is right because I watched the show in Edinburgh and it was great. I mean, Edinburgh, if you've ever been to the festival, can be 
a mixed bag because a lot of the comedy there can almost feel a bit like theatre because it tends to be like quite a long story. There seems to be a bit of an emotional dip and then like there's a, a message to it. But Chris's show wasn't necessarily that. When I went to go and watch it, I remember it being just an hour of funny stories which had a real good feel-good factor to it and um, really enjoyable. But I suppose... Yeah, it did have a, a bit of a message to it because it was called Dream Big within reason. And, you know, effectively he won the lottery when he was up there, but it was um, just a very good feel-good show and funny. And that's the main thing, which sometimes with Edinburgh, um, especially with comedy, it can be a little bit more theatre than jokes. Um, and any comedians listening, I imagine they'll be going, yeah, I, I, I realise that. But you'd be very surprised at the comedians that can do very well in Edinburgh, but when putting, uh, you know, Frog and Bucket or the Comedy Store on a Friday, Saturday night, it's a different kettle of fish altogether because uh, club comedy is very, very different to Edinburgh. Um, but, you know, if you're not being to the fringe, I would say go and have a look and then nip down to your local comedy club on the weekend and you'll be, you'll be, you'll be able to see the difference very, very easily. But um, yeah, Chris is my guest for today. That is what I'm telling you. And I'm absolutely buzzing to have him on the show. We had a right old chat within this episode. I mean, you know, my favourite bit is kind of chatting to the guests and hearing about their school days. And uh, Chris was someone at school that was the class clown. I mean, he got three GCSEs and that is, uh, that's impressive. I mean, <laughs> uh, well, one of us in food tech, which um, makes sense because after he finished school, he ended up working in a, in a pub full time pretty much and uh, actually did his work experience as well at school as a dinner lady, which is perfect because the story that I've actually got for you today has come in from a dinner man. And Chris and the person that sent this story in are the only two males that I've ever known to work in a school canteen. I mean, I thought that was an area that was just dominated by women. I've never, I've never seen a man step foot in there. I've seen a man drop deliveries off at the door, but never actually go into the kitchen. But yeah, Chris is someone that is, uh, you know, he's been the other side of the curtain. He's seen that. You're the counter, should I say, not the curtain. And the story that I've got for you today has come in from a dinner man, and it's a cracker. I mean, it's just uh, an eye-opener, an eye-opener for anyone. Um, but especially, I think Chris was surprised that there was someone else that was like him that had worked in a school canteen as a dinner man. Just let that sink in for a second, because if you're listening to this and you had a dinner man at your school, that is not normal, Right. Because if I saw a dinner man at my school, I wouldn't want to take food off him. That's just me. I wouldn't trust him. I'd be like, why are you here, right? What has gone wrong for you to be here? Because what I should be looking at is someone called Bev or Sharon, not you, you know? Because that is a rare breed of human being, a dinner man. David Attenborough should be making documentaries about them. But nonetheless, thank you very much to the dinner man that sent this story in. And if there's other dinner men out there, if there's other teachers out there that have got a story to share, as ever, just drop me an email at staffroompod at gmail.com and I will turn it into an episode for you. But now that's all out the way, let's jump into this week's episode. This is me, Chris Washington, and I can't believe I'm saying this, a dinner man. Enjoy. You've been on like a bit of a podcast trail at the moment. I've been, I was checking out your Twitter earlier. You've been on like six, well, I've seen about three or four. Yeah, I did the, um, I did the, I'll just plug everyone else's now. Uh, I did uh, <laughs> the, the Line of Duty one. That was good fun. Do you actually watch uh, Line of Duty? Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you, okay. you not watch? Well, I, I don't, but like the amount of people that go on about it. I would, it, I would, yeah, yeah. I would have really struggled to be a guest on a podcast <laughs> called Obsessed with Line of Duty if I, if I didn't watch it. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's <laughs> yeah, fair, fair comment. Uh, is, it, is it that good? Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. It's, um, 
it's one of them shows where you uh you've probably got one of these but you, if you tell someone to watch it and they go i've never seen it you're actually jealous that they've right okay, never seen it because you wish you'd yeah you know what i mean you, you wish that you could have never seen it <clears throat> so you could enjoy it for the first time again i'm sure that everyone's got one of those like i don't know People say that a lot about Game of Thrones, but I've never seen it. Yeah, again, that's one of them that I got onto on like series four. And then by that point, I was like saying to other people, you know, I can't believe I've, I've, it's taken me this long to get onto it. And it is great, mm. Game of Thrones. Um, but please, yeah. police dramas were never like, they were kind of snuffed that in my house because my dad was a detective, right? And uh, right, yeah, yeah, he was just like, he, he said to me once with the bill, he was like, I don't watch any of this. He said, it's bollocks. No crime gets solved in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so, a very good point yeah so they just they just got written off from that point um in our house but, yeah yeah i imagine <laughs> i imagine it's the same if you're like you're a doctor and a nurse and you're watching like albie city or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> very <laughs> but, good though uh yeah well, I'll, I'll have to give it a go it's got um it's got stephen graham in it right he is in one of the series yeah and um, uh, but he's not he's not the main character he's like it's cha- it's really it, I mean without too many spoilers it kind of changes series to series they have like big names in it each series do you know what I mean and someone will be in it and right. it kind of focuses around that story and then it moves on to the next one do you know what I mean right okay so you don't have to watch them sequentially you could just drop in at any point and get on it no you do have to watch them sequentially right okay however I- they do change but the story is like there is like a, a running a theme running through you if you jumped in at three you would be you you'd enjoy it but there would be references where you were like what the hell and then it would kind of spoil two and one for you do you know what i mean right. and you know but yeah to to be to be fair i actually watched i think i watched two before one but that okay. was fine but jumping in at series five when stephen graham's in it you'd be a madman <laughs> I was about to say, if any advice for Game of Thrones, I would say, yeah, start season one because there's too many, too much incest I mean, and backstabbing going on. Any, any box set, I would say, start at series one, personally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just for just to keep things neat and tidy, I think. Did you kind of like binge anything over lockdown? Uh, Peaky Blinders. I I, uh, I watched Peaky Blinders from the from the beginning to the end, but I'm not much of a binger if I'm completely honest. I uh, I, I watched all of uh, Eastbound and Down. I don't know if you've seen that a comedy yeah, sitcom. Um, Very what's, funny. Oh, what's his, um, Danny let, McBride. Yeah, let the boy watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very. That's funny. the very good impression. Uh, um, cheers, mate. I'm a yeah. man of many voices. I actually listen yeah. to um, on the we're just talking about other people's podcasts here. But do you listen to WTF with Mark Maron? No, I don't know who Mark Maron is. American comic. Um, <laughs> See, this is the thing. I, I I have to admit at this point that I am a comedian, a professional comedian, and. As I don't know any comedians, man. I've like, <laughs> so, never so, heard of Mark Maron. <laughs> Someone was actually telling me about this. Didn't you have a joke in your Edinburgh show about how you like you you are a comedian, but yeah, exactly that. You just you're not bothered. Yeah, about yeah. It. Well, that's it. I've just just never really watch it. It's not. I don't really like it. I don't really enjoy it. But um, each to their own, eh? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I might start being a Premier League football player. Be like, I don't mind doing the job, but you know, I wouldn't watch match of the day at the end of it. 
Yeah, exa- exactly that. I, thought I enjoy watching people when I'm gigging. I, I, I talked about all this on another podcast recently. I don't want right. to like, keep thinking, but uh, but yeah, it was... Uh, I'm just... I, 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 don't, I don't watch comedy. I don't watch stand-up, really. I watched the odd thing. I think I caught at the back end of a Lee Evans thing the other night. That really made me laugh. Was but, it, so, nah, that, I don't... I don't well, I, 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 I suppose I don't want to make it all about comedy, but then, but what made you want to get into it if you weren't like a fan of it? Were you just a case of like funny lad at school and whatnot? I wouldn't say I've always been strongly against it. I, I enjoyed, like, say, Peter Kay and watching them kind of one. I, I watched Top of the Tower and the yeah. Bolton Albert Halls one, but um, the, the top and bottom of it is I just like having a laugh, really. So I started doing comedy. I like I like telling funny stories and and being around. I like I like just having a laugh. I like. If something funny happens, I like sharing it with people. And if something funny happens to someone, I like hearing about it. So, so in that respect, you know what I mean. Like, I do like I do like funny people, but I just don't act. I've got loads of funny mates, so I don't need to watch stand up. Do you know what I mean? That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, I suppose <laughs> the the Mark Maron thing. He's an American comic who has a podcast called uh, WTF, and Danny McBride is a guest on his show. He's had like President Obama when he was the president on it, like mad guests. But Danny McBride went on yeah. it, and it's well worth listening to because the Danny McBride's just hilarious. But some of the stories that he talks about, kind of before he got famous, um, I was absolutely pissing myself laughing because it's just it's so true to the character that he plays in Eastbound and Down. Yeah. Um, so definitely get on that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, McBride, I uh, yeah, I, I reckon he, he is very. Uh, when people say typecast, you know, he does often play a fucking dickhead, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He plays just like a. A total arsehole. And I think it but I think typecast is great. I, I I'd love to have have a do you know what I mean? I'd love to be like the big dopey northern lad who's in stuff and be quite happy never playing James Bond. Do you know what I mean? It's I think it's it just shows that you're awesome at one thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, to be fair though, mate, I would love to see you as James Bond. Uh <laughs> yeah well you never, you never know yeah he's sw- swapped in the Aston Martin he's got a Vauxhall Safira <laughs> you know what I mean yeah um, a but- 40 inch waist trousers elasticated on his suit <laughs> um, but then mind you when you were at school then were you like known as the funny lad because it's been surprising the amount of guests I've had on that um, either weren't weren't like the type of com- comedian they are now, they weren't like that at school at all, but were you always just like having a laugh with people? Yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, quite cliche, but I was probably the class clown, got me in a lot of trouble. Uh, not, you know, like, yeah, just enjoyed, that's what I mean. I, I love, I kind of like, really like school just for the for the crack of just being around my mates all the time and having a laugh and maybe not, switching that off in the classroom and that was probably played a big part in me only having three GCSEs, you know, so you've it's... Uh, you've only got three? In what? Yeah, no, three, three A to C I've got. I've got... Um, you've got less GCSEs than actual letters of GCSE. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Two in English and one in food tech, so we're all, we're all go. Yeah, that's... Uh, how, how did you only come out with three? Did you just not do the others or...? Well, no, I did them, but I failed them because I wasn't listening because I was just, I, I don't know, I was just looking out the window and stuff. It's just, uh, it was just, um, I didn't, I, it isn't, a, to be fair for me, school wasn't that method of, of, of learning something, yeah. being sat down in a lesson and given a textbook and being asked to remember stuff and then remember it till you get an exam and then, 
regurgitate it onto the to the exam paper. It just did. It, it, I know it sounds like you you do teaching and stuff, and you might get people who go school's not for me, but it's genuinely not for some not, people, and it just wasn't for me. Do you know, I'm not academic at all. Oh, well, I'm not. Uh, I can't. I, I can't learn in those situations, I don't think. I know, I appreciate that, because most of the kids I work with are in the same boat as you were at school. So um, it's like just, it's not necessarily massively alternative, but you've just got to adapt it to their needs because you are right, school only does um, test like your recall ability and like how much you can remember for a specific day of a year to then just put down onto a test paper. So um, yeah, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? I think my, uh, my results I came away with if you looked at them on paper, <laughs> you'd probably think I'm a lot less intelligent than I am. Do you know what I mean? But but I, I you know I, I get by in life. I'm not a complete like a spanner. Yeah, yeah but, but I, um, I think that's a good thing though, because like although you know you learn like the bus stop method in maths at school, I've never in my adult life yeah. gone right. Okay, how many towels do we need for the bathroom and how big's the wall? Okay, um, let me just get my bus stop out and I'll figure this out. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, uh, yeah. just whack my exactly. smartphone out and there you go. There's the answer. Yeah, <laughs> and that's then... it. It's not, it's, it's not for everyone, is it, school? Do you know what I mean? It's mm. You have to get through it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I turned up and stuff. I found a, a report the other day actually I was reading. I put it on my Twitter and it was like saying, like, oh, and it said, like, t- attendance to lessons, excellent. Turning up with equipment, excellent <laughs> behavior in class and then it went it went from there was like good average poor very poor and it went i went from excellent top end to very poor behavior <laughs> then it went to um like a, like something else like um i don't know something academic and it was like very poor and it's like homework and it was like average you know because like maybe at home i was less distracted i could do a bit of the work but in terms of being there i was just I used to always get put on a table on my own, me, all the time. So easily distracted. That's the top right. and bottom of it. That's what you said on every report. Easily distracted. And there was like one thing, and I just was like, my head wasn't in it. My head was in, the, you know what I mean? Like having a laugh and stuff, which was, you know, looking back, it sets me up in good stead for this yeah, whole it's, it's, career. It's, yeah, exactly. It's not exactly gone to waste, does it? Um, when you're appearing no. on Addicted to the Line of Duty. All right. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so um, but you never like a tear away then you were you know you never told the teacher to fuck off or like I, I can't imagine you being like that at all really no i wasn't like what i was me and i look back on this because my brother's a teacher and i start chatting to him about it and um Is you, sorry how old's your brother i my brother's two years older than me. it's actually yeah. his birthday today he's 34 today oh, happy birthday um, big wash so, yeah <laughs> so 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 he's a teacher he's like uh Ahead of you, he do, does all right at it and stuff. And I was telling him about me, totally different in school. He come out with good grades. He never got a detention. I used to get detentions and stuff. I was, I was probably like for a teacher. I wasn't, I wasn't there telling him to, you know, f off and throwing stuff around the classroom. I'd get myself in trouble, maybe being a bit cheeky, but never like, never like uh, aggressive or yeah. like nasty. It was always just a bit like. You know what I mean? Like, all right, Chris, right? You know, but it, but I think for me, it was, I was probably for a lot of teachers, like frustrating, very frustrating because it's like looking at the kid who's, you know, I, I had the ability, I can, I, I am like, uh, you know, I, I'm not thick, I'm not, I'm yeah. quite intelligent, I can hold a conversation, I can get on, I can, my, it, my spelling was good and all, all them kind of things I can remember, but I just couldn't just didn't enjoy so it's more a frustration for teachers you know and i i see that now and i see like i could remember like a teacher um 
Like I, I look back at teachers now who I thought were like at the time I thought were God, he's a bit of a knobhead or she's a bit she's a bit of a fucking battle axe. And then I, I, I look back at it and go, <laughs> no, they were totally right. I was just a a tit, you know, I was just a tit all the time. I was just messing about and just and it's frustrating to try and disrupting the class and stuff as well yeah. when they're trying to teach others. And you know, when you've got the lad kind of like, hey, what about that? Or you know, I, I remember being in a history lesson once. And uh, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll tell you about the other teacher. This this Mister Mister Murray, the language teacher. And at the time, I thought, God, he's a bastard. Him. And I look back, and I think, you know what? He was actually dead sound. I remember like uh, he helped me cheat on me on my oral French exams. You know what? He kept pausing it and giving me the answers, and then pressing record again. So he was sound, <laughs> and he, he got that angry at me once for being a little shit that he he bollocked me in front of the class. I had I had a lot of bollockings, but he bollocked me. And he got, he was that like, he was that pissed off with me that, do you know when you're, you're that angry and you start shouting at someone, but you, you're not even making sense because you're so angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, he said, someone wrote it down as like a, a quote in my, uh, my high school leavers book, which was actually just a maths exercise book. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, he wrote the quote was, and he said, it's like having a two year old in the class, having you in the class with a two-year-old in the class having you. And, and I was like, everyone was like, what? what's he on about? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, why is he? He, he was English. Like, I know he taught Spanish and French, but he was he's English first language and he just wasn't making sense. But but yeah, it just, just must have been frustrating, man, to, to teach me because like, it, it, if, if I'd have ended up like, you know, you know, like failing at life, then you go, oh, he's a, yeah. he's a, a, a you know, there was there was probably times where people thought you're not going to fulfil your your potential because you know I'm not saying I'm not saying I, I I was like I was born to be a star, but you know I, I've obviously found something that I can do as a career which stimulates my brain a lot more. You yeah, know, yeah. stand up and stuff and and that. But if if I'd have ended up like you know, I don't know, in a job I hated or out unemployed and unhappy, people would go, oh, you 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 know. That's why that's what was frustrating because we saw that. But luckily, I was one of them who just managed to swerve around the outside and do all right at, at, after school. That's decent, though. But that's what, it's interesting, isn't it? Like the idea of looking back at your teachers and either going, I see what you mean there, and you're actually all right. Because my approach, whenever I'm mm. working with someone, I'm never. Uh, I'm never like very off, uh, you know, finger wagging and like loads of bollockings like that. Sometimes kids just want to have a laugh and you just got to like have it with them. Um, but everyone is different, you know what I mean? Um, but then mm. mind you, when you did food set then, is, is that what, you know, led you end up doing your work experience in a in a school canteen? <laughs> yeah, I like, I, like the, I like the cooking and stuff. I, I decided I wanted to be a chef because I was working in a, in a pub uh, as a pot washer. Oh, mate. Uh, when I was, from when I was like 14. And um that was my first job too. Was, yeah, good good job sets you up. Did you peel potatoes hard, as well? I mean, like, or just wash yeah. pots, right? No, peel potatoes, carrots. Oh mate, you'd I used to have to actually f- feed his dogs as well, the guy. I had to, <laughs> was like, I had a, a list of tasks. You had a few were, more duties were, than I did there. I just curricular, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Potatoes and pots. Area manager of a sink. That was my role. <laughs> like yeah. no coming here. But I did that, and I, I I then started doing like bits, and then I, I you know went from peeling potatoes to oh making sandwiches, and then you know I was like, and then I said to the to the to the gaffer of the of the pub, I was like, I, w- I want to do cooking, like, can you train me up to be a chef? And then he was like, yes. Yeah. So I was then from being fifteen, I was actually working like 
a lot of hours. This is probably another reason I failed my GCSEs. I was basically working full time as well. Do you know what I mean? I was working like every night, six, seven hours a night. So it's like, you know, you finish yeah. school, you go to work. And uh and yeah, so so I was doing that. And then so when it came down to choosing your choosing your uh, options for your work experience i i just put cooking thinking well they'll probably just send me to the pub i work at and i'll get paid i don't know what but but stupid me didn't set that up like do you know what i mean i should have like i didn't i just assumed that that would happen in my stupid naive 15 year old numpty brain i was like i'll just end up going to work for two weeks quids in three pound 20 an hour who's laughing and then it, it came back and it was like oh yeah you're gonna be a dinner lady in a primary school i was like oh <laughs> oh is it a primary yeah. school i thought it was your school i thought they put you in your own school no no it was a school down the road it was a primary school down the road from my high school i didn't attend that primary school ah. it was just a random school in in the town that's hilarious that would, yeah, was... mind you though would it be in a conflict of interest if you'd ended up in your school as a dinner man, you know oh, I mean, they're like, you I must mean, be a work experience. Yeah, I am, and that's four pounds. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I could have done it. I like, I, you know, like I, I'm one of them. Is I like, I, I, I go into that thinking right, and even at that age, when I before as a stand up comedian, I was thinking materialist. Do you know, in a way, oh, yeah, you're thinking yeah. like, I'll, I'll be a dinner lady because. It's bound to be funny when I tell my mates about it, when they're all like, oh, I've been working for a plasterer cleaning his buckets for two weeks. I've been sat in a freezing cold mechanic, you know, in a garage or something. And I've been like, what have you been doing? Because I was like, I've actually been eating toast with a lot of middle-aged women. Do you know what I mean? It's been absolutely mint. <laughs> but yeah, so I went into it like, yeah, you know, but if it was my school, mate, I mean, I were, I, I just wouldn't have done it. I'd have just been like, nah, I can't, I can't do that. But just, just. So what were no your duties way. then when you were in this in this canteen? Like I'm getting because all women apart from you. Yeah, all women. Yeah, all women of all like um, find a a lot of uh, of them tend to be mums of kids of that school. I, I yeah, found. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird demographic in the ladies, aren't they? Because they're kind of uh, they're kind of sacred, um, you know. But at the same time. They'll just tell you as it is because they're only there for two hours of a day. So the like places I've worked at, I've seen some that can be quite cutting, <laughs> um, and I like and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I uh, my first I was like mainly cooking, but then I, I was like uh, I was loaned out a couple of times to help with like the uh, you know like overseeing the the kids sitting in the right seats in in the thing, and then yeah. there was one time where I went on the playground and I was like got a flavor of that but mainly mainly just <laughs> the turkey twizzlers in the oven man oh mate this i can't this is exactly why i wanted to get you on right because everything you've just said there features within the story that's been sent to me okay um perfect i i actually know the person that sent me this right and, I, and you, you i don't know if you will i'm not going to say the name obviously um but yeah you, I don't know. You might know them. They're a comic. I'll put it that way, right? So they've they've right, done a bit, okay. done a bit of comedy in the time, um, and and I've worked in a school. But yeah, I'll get cracking with it because everything you said there, I feel like you're gonna have a lot of um, input on this. You'll be able to relate to it quite a bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll just point out, as I said to every guest, um, this is not like a parents' evening, so there might be some stuff in here that um, you know might leap out to you. So if it does, by all means, jump in. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, we're past the watershed. Right. So, um, <laughs> hello, the staff room. Last year, I was strapped for cash. So when my recruitment agent told me a primary school five minutes walk from my house was looking for a new lunchtime supervisor, I jumped at the offer. 
piece of piss, I thought, standing around two hours a day, scanning unlimited turkey twizzlers. I can do that, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately I'm thinking, hey, it might be you this. Well, knows? <laughs> that was it. It was pre-dinner every day. And do you know what? Like, do you not remember primary school school dinners being, I, I, for me, I, I, my memory of them, absolutely mint. Do you know what I mean? Loved them. So I was like, it was a chance to go, you know, you go, oh, I wish I could go back to primary school and have that dinner. I was like, I did. I did that. <laughs> I fulfilled that dream. I, I, I could preferred... help myself to anything I wanted. Yeah, I always preferred the puddings. I didn't mind if it was like mashed potato or mince, but uh, like if it was chips and stuff like that, I'd always give it a slide. I was on pat lunches for years. Like took was me ages, you? ages to get on a hot dinner. Um, my pat but... lunch was just, yeah, like a couple of penguins, um, either jam sandwich, chocolate spread sandwich, crisps and a yogurt little muller fruit you know not a fruit corner one the chocolate one a lot of chocolate that was me lunch essentially <laughs> yeah that's it i remember uh someone saying like uh, a bit of snobbery actually a dinner lady passing comment because i used to take nutella sandwiches and she said oh does does your mum uh do you know what i mean does your mum make just make your chocolate spread sandwiches and i was like yeah and then i'd be telling me mum in the car on the way home she's like that fucking bitch said what do you know what i mean like <laughs> from it up yeah 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 proper but i uh I did. I mixed between it all the way through school. I'd do a few weeks on, on um, pat lunches. I didn't like the smell when you open your lunchbox, mate. You know that pat lunch smell. Yeah, it was all like, right. Like it was when you got home and you had to empty it. That's when I found it. it just took the breath away. And we had to do PE in the same hall that we had lunch in. And you'd be like doing handstands in monster munching or pulling what sits out <laughs> your toes. It was horrible. <laughs> so if PE was in the afternoon, it was always like, is it inside? Yeah. Oh fucking hell. But yeah, you know, uh, I weren't there for the Jeffy. I was six. Um, what about <laughs> what about uh, when you were at school? Were were lunchables a thing like dairyly lunchables? Just yeah, just uh, just coming into um, it's the, the into, pomp. <laughs> I reckon I don't know. If, I'm going to Google this now while we're on while we're on air. I reckon I was in primary school when they came out. I'm going to Google the uh, what, origination. What are you? Twenty twenty nine? No, thirty two. Oh fucking hell! Um, right, thirty two. How old are you? Twenty six. I'm gonna. How do I find out? Uh, out when they were the. I mean, it's a bit of a niche search, and it date of date of birth for the daily lunchables. But um, well, while you're googling that, I always thought of a lunchable as being it was like a kid's cheese ball. No way. Sorry, mate, but it's just said 1950. I think that's Dairy Lee. <laughs> <Right>. Dairy Lee. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I've not found the Lunchables. 1950, black and white Lunchables. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. So you, you found it to be what? Sorry, mate, I interrupted uh, you there. I, I, I always thought, if you, I never had Lunchables, okay. Um, but I, when I saw other kids have them, I always thought that was like a very premium type lunch because you were essentially having like a mini cheese board, you know what I mean? Bit of crackers, yeah. bit of circular <laughs> ham. And I just always looked at it and thought, like, I'm a bit jealous that you've got that, but I was never never supplied it. And my mum would sometimes put Dairy Lee Dunkers in, even though I said I didn't like them. But yeah, that's my pat lunch experience. Yeah. I, uh, I think that my experience with Lunchables was... Simply, the idea of Lunchables was actually nicer than Lunchables. I'm not a bit like it. It. The, I mean, them little circle hams. They're not. They're not right. You shouldn't be eating. That's yeah, like about a centimeter thick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's worse. That that makes Billy Burr look like you'd you'd have it for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? Like Christmas dinner food. Yeah. yeah I think I just I just uh, Lunchables weren't 
were, I, I, I had them every now and again. Every time I had them, do this like quite a lot with certain foods. I always think, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I, I used to do it a lot with with fish and chips and the chippy. I always thought, but I've I've done a U turn on this recently. I used to think fish and chips from the chippy. The idea of it is a lot nicer than. And then I have it and I think, oh, a bit fed up of this, but. Do you know what it was? I was just going to a shite chippy. When you get a good fish and chips, it's absolutely tip top and now crept back into my top three takeaways. I'd say that's a, a, a subject that's close to your art takeaways, isn't it? Um, but oh, <laughs> we'll be here all day. Let's move on from that. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Well, they said, hey, what is it? Yeah. Um, so, piece of piss of thought, uh, standing around all day, scranning unlimited turkey twizzlers. I can do that, no problem. Especially because it was in a very middle class school in a very vegan area. The type of place where the kids have olives in the lunchbox, which is very high end. Um, on my first day. I'd, sorry, can well, I just say? Can I just say? I didn't know there was vegan areas. Did you know this? Um, well, I've, I've, I've been driving yeah. through a place it's, and thought, oh, they're, they're a bit vegan around here. It's when that's, all the kids have got, strange. you know, book bags made of hemp. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can spot them from yeah, a mile. Yeah, a bit bohemian. Is that the right? I don't know if that's the right word, but like, uh, yeah, hippie parents kind of thing. Yeah, they they, have to, they do get uh, a bad name, yeah. a bad rap vegans. Um, but no, I, I get what you mean because I would describe some children in some schools as very organic, right? Like the idea that yes, everything I, that goes through them is 100% organic um, and they tend yeah. to have very wholesome names like Christian or Oliver uh, or Jessica and there's there's just a, an air of, you know, we go skiing and on a beach holiday at least twice a year. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I think that... Yeah, 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 yeah. They've not actually specified where this school is, but I'm guessing somewhere down south. That's my, my, my indication of this. Um, <laughs> either that or, you know, somewhere like Charlton. Um, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. A vegan area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on my first day, I was shown the canteen by the receptionist. I took a brief moment to take in the terrifying sight of hundreds of hungry children who all seemed to be staring at me with menace in their eyes. Uh, when I looked back over my shoulder, the receptionist was gone. And just like that, me shift had started. I was given no training, no briefing, and had zero experience of working with children, which is surprising if you've gone straight into a school. But you know what I mean? Imagine they've got a DBS check. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never, ever, ever, ever seen, I've worked in quite a few schools, I've never seen a dinner man. So if, if I saw a man walk into the kitchen knowing that he was going to be like serving us, I'd almost, I wouldn't trust taking food off him. You know what I mean? It's like, you, yeah, well, you know what? It's funny you should say that because, m- in my experience, the kids were looking at me like yeah, that. Do you I know mean. what I mean? They were like, "What? What is going on? Like, you've got the right haircut, but like all the rest, of you were a man." Do you know what I mean? Like, I like what's what's this? Do you know, like people like because kids are so like funny, that's, aren't they? That's do what I mean. Know, like, they don't they don't hold back. Yeah, but it's it's like. Uh, I don't know. It's just a role. It's like even dinner man doesn't sound right because um, it's a it's a industry that's dominated by women uh, that tend to be called yeah. Linda, Sharon, Karen, uh, or Bev. Like that's <laughs> it. that's it. If you've not got yeah. one of them names, you can't be a dinner lady. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so the team dynamic was as such: three kitchen staff who all appeared to be elderly. But I always wondered if maybe the stressful job and the poor diet had just aged them. They were lovely, but proper tough working class women that didn't take any shit and usually barked, what do you want when serving the kids? Uh, and going back to the point I've just made, I imagine all of them were called Debbie, Karen, Sharon, Linda, Bev, either one of them, you know what I mean? What were they called in your place? Uh, you know what? I can't remember. I think, 
I mean, I, I do it on the talk about it on stage, and I always say Sharon and Karen because they just feel like the right names. But did they did they accept you, say, or was it like yeah, you know, they, they motherly? Were, you know what? They were lovely. Like they were mumsy type women. Like especially you know, it's a fifteen year old school kid at the end of the day, and dinner ladies like the cooks especially they're all right then they they don't have as short fuses as, uh, as like the uh you know the ones on the front line they, they're uh <laughs> um, the they were really nice so they used to make me toast that first time i tried marmite was in that kitchen oh it was like having toast it was like oh i'm gonna have marmite on toast i said oh i've never tried marmite oh try a bit love anyway love it so that's thanks it, that was... to them. i'll never forget that moment <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. Right, so uh, me and the other lunchtime supervisor. Now, lunchtime supervisor was our official title, but canteen bitch would have been more appropriate. We mopped floors, cleaned tables and cut up food and made sure every child had eaten their dinner before leaving for the playground. It was like being a waiter in an incredibly busy restaurant, except it was common practice for the customers to burst into hysterical tears if they didn't enjoy their meal. Like clockwork, the kids would come charging into the canteen, pushing and shoving each other out of the way, trying to get to the front of the queue, each more desperate than the other to enjoy their carb-heavy, tasteless meal. Um, <laughs> but, but then when I think of a school dinner, I always think of the puddings and it was like apple crumble, anything in custard really, you know what I mean? Because it could be the smallest yeah. slice of cake but a gallon of custard, and that was that was fine. You almost wanted more yeah. custard than pink filling. custard as well. Do you remember pink custard in school? Yeah, mate. But we, what, what, uh, what are your thoughts on Angel Delight? Love it. Love it. But didn't have it very much in school, uh, but loved it. Like, that Angel Delight, for, for me as a kid, was something I'd have ever went to my mate's house for tea. Like, never never had it in our house. Not not for any... Mum wasn't against it or anything. I just, <laughs> just never bought it. I don't know. And then it's like, uh, yeah, so... But, uh, no, a big fan. I used to love the sponge and custard, mate. Oof. You, exactly, you can't just go standard wrong. custard, hot sponge. Love any any hot cake with custard just works, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, custard it's, goes with everything. Magnet and steel, mate, it just work together. You know what I mean? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so my favourite job was to stand at the front of the queue. Now, was this something you had to do, like monitor the kids, or were you just you know bobbing around the kitchen and cleaning up tables and that? Yeah, I think it was like uh, I can remember one day being um, <laughs> what's what is it? Like when they open the open the gates at fucking Glastonbury Festival or something, and it's like I'm trying to think of a good. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, like yeah. everyone just pouring through, through. You know, like everyone like waiting, and you know, our kids are like stepping each other, stepping around. Hang on, I was with him. No, no, he stood. And hang on, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> getting a line. I remember doing that once. Once, once you got, it's like a pack of wolves. If you, if your job was to go and pull, it's like a big. It's like a big leather shutter. Do you have them in your school? It was like a pull it across, and yeah, then yeah. it was like in the in the in. Well, I say the sports hall, the the assembly hall, or whatever. Like lunch time is my least favorite time when I've ever worked at any school. It's just the least favorite because most of the time, because I'm working one to one with someone, I've got to be with them. You know what I mean? And you are like, it's like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan in that dinner hall. You just sat down <laughs> and this kid's screaming, you know what I mean? It's just chaos. But I've I've never enjoyed it for the fact that I think kids' teams are going to a different gear. It's like, I, I, I don't know what it is, whether it's the custard in the air, they just, there's like the bit feral, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, then, totally, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't like that as a kid. I was quite, you know, just have my sandwiches, out a go. Um Right. So my favourite job was to stand at the front of the queue and control the chaos as they pushed and shoved each other. I had one weapon in my arsenal, a simple but effective sentence, go to the back of the line. 
Jesus was it effective for a seven-year-old being told to go to the back of the line was like being sentenced to the electric chair. They would break down <laughs> screaming in tears <laughs> the second the words left my mouth. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the power. It was beautiful to see. Uh, <laughs> when they did that walk of shame to the back of the queue, I felt like yelling, yep, off you go. Bye-bye. That's what you get when you cheat the system on my watch. Hope you enjoy your chips. They'll be freezing cold by the time you get served. Hats <laughs> <laughs> off to her as well. This is beautifully written piece yeah. there. Um, I actually I actually mentioned on, I think it was episode eight, no, episode seven or something like that, with Callum Oakley. I was that desperate to try some jokes out during lockdown. They actually... Um, I tried about five minutes material on a dinner lady at my school without her knowing that it was material. I just kind of slipped it in. <laughs> and uh, I've like written uh, loads of jokes around how that went down because it was it was great, but they're this like weird. But like what I kept thinking was, imagine if that was my target audience. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just dinner ladies and then, you know, playing yeah. Amma Smith Apollo to 3,000 of them and them all clapping, bingo wings going like mad, <laughs> throwing the tabards <laughs> on stage. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they're, a, they're, a, they're a strange, strange group. Um, but yeah, where was it up to? Um, yeah, enjoy uh, chips. He's, he's, yeah, freezing his cold. It was uh, enjoy your chips, yeah, freezing cold. <laughs> right. Um, okay. <clears throat> The year twos were the worst, and some of them would launch jelly at the ceiling so hard that it would stick, meaning that I would have to stand on a table and knock it off with the end of a mop. As I ran around cleaning bits of food, <laughs> um, it's quite impressive that for a six-year-old to get that up on the ceiling, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, fair play. Yeah, um, that feels like a McFlurry-type spoon, you know what I mean, to get a bit of whip in it. So yeah, uh, with us in school, it was just... Wet, t wet toilet paper in the toilet ceiling, that used to be the thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, no one was giving up jelly around ours, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, though, when you ate jelly, did you use a spoon or did you just go for the classic suck it in off the bowl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, suck it in, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, who can do it the fastest? Um, right. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a weird thing, jelly, mate. It's almost like, because I wonder how much you could eat before you feel full. You know what I mean? Because when you think about it, yeah, it's nice, but it's not necessarily. It's not a meal. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's like um, like a wobbly drink, really, isn't it? That's exactly it. Yeah, um, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not ice cream and I jelly. I, 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 I wouldn't have jelly on my own. You know what I mean? I think that's like a bit of a bridge too far. Yeah. So what? Jelly and ice cream. I've not had that for a long time. Probably the only time I'm having jelly is like in a trifle these days. Yeah. Yeah, mind you, though, my mum makes a terrible trifle to the point that the last time she made one, uh, she served it, everyone took a mouthful, she was inside, they threw all the balls of food that they had over the fence as she came back out, we're like, that was great, that's so absolutely smashing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from that point on, every time it's like, shall I make a trifle? They're like, do you know what? I don't think you'll top the last one you've made, so maybe just park it there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, so... Um, as I ran around cleaning bits of food uh, that they'd spat out, the whole year would hurl all kinds of verbal abuse at me. They were clever. Instead of swearing, which would have gotten them in trouble, they would shout things that they knew would make me feel uncomfortable, such as, Daddy, Daddy, hello, Daddy, or, we can see your pants, we can see your pants. I used to think astrology was bollocks, but I now firmly believe that anyone born between September 2013 and August 2014 is a massive cunt. 
<laughs> Favourite bit of this one. Um, right, the, the the state they would leave the place in was unbelievable. It was like they were abstract artists and the canteen and the staff were their canvases. A TA from each year group was meant to support the staff at the lunchtime supervisors, but they mainly ate chips, gossiped and gave us dirty looks. Um, and I can confirm that because I have to sit with all the TAs. And uh, they, yeah, there's, I don't know. There's a bit of a, a gap between a TA and a DIN lady. I'm always like, all right with them because I've got to get the kids served up and that. But um, I've seen a few that can be a little bit shirty. Um, but What do you mean? In what sense? Like, just, uh, and I mean this from a, a DIN lady, a TA point of view, they can be a little bit snipey, just like tend to look at them as like they're just, uh, they're just dinner ladies, you know what I mean? Um but it's very few and far between, but I have seen it where, I suppose you're going to get knobheads everywhere. Um, but yeah. they're like the members of staff, aren't they? Um, sometimes I think the kids can just forget the fact like, oh, you, you, you know, you're my mate's mum or whatever, so I don't have to listen to you. But um, I think if anything, I'd be more scared of a dinner lady because a few of them look like... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I don't think, I know I'd back in a fight and it wouldn't be the bloody TAs, do you know what I mean? Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. A few of them could have been like bare-knuckle boxing champions, just, you know. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> because it, <laughs> my thought is, if, you've, if you're doing that two hours a day, what are you doing for the rest of the day? You know, are you bench-pressing oh, in your no. garage when you get home? What's shadow boxing? What's, what's, yeah. the, what's the deal? <laughs> Deadlifts. Yeah, yeah. Atlas the... stones <laughs> in the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, right, so, so towards the end of one shift, a TA shouted me over, Sir, which is teacher code for I haven't been bothered to learn your name. We need you. There's been a spillage in the queue. Quick as a flash, I got over to the spillage. Get back, I screamed uh, at the children waiting in the line. I got stuck in and within minutes, the huge puddle was no more. The whole time, the TA just stood there watching me. And when I was done, instead of thanking me, she bluntly said, don't reuse that cloth. It's piss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't, it, uh, yeah, I didn't plan to work in a school for as long as I did because by this point I'd been doing stand up for three years and very much hoped that by this point in my career, I'd be doing live at the Apollo. Nope. Instead, there I was on my knees, unconsensually cleaning up urine for bare minimum wage. <laughs> um, I like the fact that everyone remembers the dinner ladies from school, but in 10 years' time, when these kids look back, they'll say, we didn't have a dinner lady in our school. We had a dinner man, and he was a proper weirdo. He used to send us to the back of the line just for fun, and you could tell he proper got a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the That's end of their brilliant. story. It's good, isn't it? I've, I've, I've... That is very good. <laughs> Beautifully written, and uh, a few a few moments uh, that really uh, hit home, and I just... I mean, he's done it as like a job, though, to make money. That's mad. I mean, fair play, but did I you... just did it because I got two weeks off school and I, I could finish at one o'clock, do you know? Yeah, mate, that's exactly it. Well, um, did you, mind you, though, like if you if you could go back into a school, would you be a teacher or would you be a dinner man? Uh, you know what? I'd be a teacher. I think I'd be an all right teacher because, um, well, I wouldn't, <laughs> I'd have to reset start like my year nine sats and work my way back up to a pgca but um <laughs> like uh, I, I think uh yeah i quite like um speak like kids i find them you know i think i think you know it's they're, they're the future aren't they children of the future as yeah. they say in uh as as they say in the song <laughs> in uh, just all songs about the future and hope um yeah <laughs> it must, it's a difficult time to be a teacher though sorry to interrupt you uh, harry but 
you know, teacher, like, fuck it, uh, for now, like, some of the shit my brother tells me, like, he's sorting out fucking people threatening each other on Instagram and Snapchat, and it's like, this is a totally different world to what I was, you know, brought yeah, up yeah. in. And, and my brother's like, oh, two girls have... One girl's said to another girl, go and kill yourself on Snapchat. And, and then I've had to bring a mum in. And then a mum's saying she's she's no good. And my brother's like a my brother's like a, a police officer. He's like, he just lets the, the mother like say how good the kid is and then just hands over like four four printouts from this girl's screenshots. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, we've got her on a wire. You know All right, mean? you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, just must be difficult, man, to be a teacher now with all the distractions of 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 the world and and obviously like the kind of things kids are seeing now and what 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 the like you know yeah. like what they're influenced by you know it must yeah. be must be mad I, th- I think more so now and it was different between me and you because you know you were a few years ahead of me but when i was in secondary yeah. school like smartphones were, were were coming in you know what i mean like it was a lot of people mm. had them um but like i think more so now kids have less time to be kids because of what you're seeing and what you're able to do. And like the idea that um, Poppy was showing me something yesterday, um, these apps that you can take a picture on and then like totally morph your face or your body into something entirely yeah. different. So like a 15 year old could look like a 23 year old, you know what I mean? Um, and how that yeah. just causes so many problems. But I think because of stuff like that and loads of other reasons around like social media and whatnot, that kids are given far less time to be kids and you know, the idea of going through adolescence, if you say something and it's you say it to your mate, but if you say it on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, something like that, it's just there, in it? And it doesn't matter if you take it down, yeah. someone's got a screenshot and it's like, you said this when you were 14. It's like, fucking hell, mate. If, yeah. if someone got older of what I said when I was 14. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, 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 it's, um, I, I, I'm glad I was in school. Mobile phones was like kids having phones was just coming in when when I was in school. Like when I started high school was like an age where you'd see a teenager with a phone because before but, that it was just adults had phones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but was this was this like a Nokia thirty three ten or something? Yeah, 30, right. 3210 32, I had. Right, okay. But then by the by my last year in high school, uh, camera phones was a thing and yeah. um, uh, Bluetooth. Some a lot of my, in my year had a phone with Bluetooth. Sending. That was it, do you know what I mean? But that... <laughs> I, when I think yeah. of Bluetooth, right, I don't know if you ever did this, we used to send songs but put the phones back to back. It like, makes it go quicker. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If they're touching, it'll that, work faster. I remember that uh, video watching it on my mate's phone in fifth year at school and I was in Stitches and it was that video, you've probably seen it, where it's a, a lad in a tractor racing his dad. Yeah. Have you seen I it? I fucking done He's going to have my... Pa- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's gonna have my fucking pants down, and uh, that I watched that 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 came out around when I was in the. Fi- I remember watching that in school and it being hilarious, man. But uh, that's like no, early- it was it was all. Sorry, go on. No, it's because that's like early day viral stuff. Because now, like things can just bang the viral, but things like that where they were getting yeah. sent around, uh, and you'd almost have like a bit of a, a folder full of stuff going. Check this one out. Check this one out. Oh, I've not seen that one. Send me it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember that one. It's like it's like a early days of like what instagram do you know what i mean it's like yeah, that folder now is archbishop of banterbury on instagram yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean that that's like a a folder in someone's phone years ago do you know of all mad stuff you've got <laughs> and it just used to be like shit it's mad it's such a crazy thing when you think about it spoiled rotten as well like you know it's nothing's like god i sound like a proper granddad but like it's all everything's t- 
too easy with a phone, isn't it? Now everything's like, do you know, like I know it sounds like stupid, but I used to like, and you know, I sound like I'm I'm not trying to be older than I am, but I used to go like in school, right? What we do is we go to school all week, and then we'd say we're gonna go up Wigan on the weekend, and Wigan from where we live is like a a bus journey for like forty minutes, or you know, on the bus and yeah. yeah. And you'd, rate, you'd tell your mate what time bus you were getting because he was getting on at, like, eight stops away. And then, like, you'd go to Wigan and or you'd say, I'll meet you in Wigan, and you get there. And if your mate weren't there... You, you were in you, Wigan. you just go up. <laughs> You're in Wigan. You'd go around on your own and you'd go home. And he's like, oh... Then you'd find out on Monday why he wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? In school. <laughs> and it's like, that was it. And now it weren't like, oh, I'll ring me and I'll think... It was just like... It was so different. You just you used to trot off with your three quid and just... I've a, I've a, you know, and that's what it was like, you know, and our, our dads and stuff was yeah. even more old school than that, you know, but, but yeah, it was good. I mean, I wouldn't change it. I'm, I'm glad I grew up in the time I did because some of the things like we got up to and stuff, you know, like, like I'm not saying anything, but like, you know, just messing about and stuff. You were just, it was just innocent and like, you know, you was just, it was just real like proper good old fun for the sake of it, not for the Instagram video, not for the, yeah. Not for the, you know what I mean? It was just, it was just us having fun in the moment, you know. And I think, I think that's really good about that kind of time. No, I, I totally get what you mean. But then, kind of, with what you, because obviously, I, I, the school that your brother works in and the role that he does, yeah. Um, does he have to deal with like a lot of welfare issues then? That you know, like you're saying there about incidents with bullying or stuff that happens outside of school, or is it like, is it a decent yeah, school yeah, where he is, yeah. or is it a bit? Yeah, it's 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 a decent school. Like I think, I think it's an all girls school. I don't know if they've, they've, if it's mixed now, but he's a. I think he was like acting head of year as well, so we had to deal with a lot of shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, know, it's like when you get sent. There. I got told right, and you think of this as like uh, um, from a teacher's point of view, right? So a teacher went to go and break a fight up in a corridor, um, and was I think it was in between two two boys. It could be two boys or two girls, um, but like proper decking each other. I think if it's two girls, it's probably far more vicious because like girls, when they go yeah. at it, can be like pulling air, scratching and all that. Um, mm. But this teacher went to go and break it up and uh, her dress was pulled all the way down, like completely everything you could Flipping see that was edge. available to see was, was out in the corridor and loads of kids being around. And I think like that being, I can't ever imagine that happening when I was at school ever like you know no. someone doing that no. but then to then have to go back to work and face that it's just like oh my god i can't so do you know what it is oh sorry uh, because there's videos of people doing things on the internet right and they're not there's there's no fear from people there's no you know like people have filmed they go oh, there's a video there's no one going to jet you know there's no one there's no fear of anything anymore because that's why everyone's a cunt to a policeman. Yeah, yeah. I hate using that word. I apologize. But that's why people are really disrespectful <laughs> to the police and they film them on the phones and stuff. And you think who, who, who would want to be a policeman in this day and age? Because you've got some 12 year old kid with his smartphone calling you a pig. And you know, the truth is they probably can't do anything. They can't arrest you for that. But, but kids know this now and they just get, yeah. they just get grief. And whereas when we were kids, if you saw a policeman, it was like, I, it, even if you weren't doing anything, you'd shit yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I remember um, this was when I first, we first moved to this house um, and like it was, it was known that my dad was a copper. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> we're walking across the park to go to the pub, like my family and uh, these lads that were hanging around at the swings, must have been about four or five of them, maybe 12, 13 or whatever, all started making piggy sounds. And my dad's like a pretty intimidating guy. He, he's lovely when you meet him, but like he could be fucking scary. Um, and he just snapped, turned around to these lads and he was like, I know your name, I know your name, I know your name. And they're all, they're all just looking at him and he went, I know you live as well. And he said, I don't want to hear any more of this shit coming out your mouth. And they just, from that point on, whenever they saw me, they're like, all right, Harry, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's... Um, what it, happened now though? They just film him and call him a pedo and then... <laughs> It'd try and get him sacked or something because that's the world's on its arse but that's that's another podcast I apologise <laughs> <laughs> but then I suppose because I've been trying to like just with the stories teacher or the student right so whose side are you feeling on here you know right or wrong personally for myself I think because I don't like dinner times at school I'm going with a dinner man on this because kids are savages um, when it comes to you know pat lunch and a bit of custard so that's my feelings yeah and obviously, I have to go with the dinner man because <laughs> you've got to stick with your own, aren't you? Yeah. Do you know once, what I mean? What? Once a tabard, always a tabard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cut, cut me in a bleed pink custard, man. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's, it is interesting schools, though. Um, but then I suppose if you were going to go back and teach, what would you do? Um, I think I'd teach primary because I don't think I'd be able to handle getting called a pedo by... <laughs> Someone while they film me, do you know what I mean? I, th I think at an age where you can, I don't know actually, I'd probably teach English or like the, uh, there's probably a lesson for like what what lesson is it was preparing people for the real world? There's got to be a lesson of, do you know, like some kind of yes. like, do you know, something like, I don't know, is it PSA? Something where you can just kind of be honest with children and, and give them a level of expectancy because. Like I say, once again, without getting too serious, uh, but I'd look. I think I think in schools and stuff, I think there needs to be uh, a, a a real kind of thing. What what's what's taught by by you know uh, that this isn't the those things you see on the internet of Instagram, Snapchat, filters, bloody blah, blah blah, Kardashian. I'm just saying these all these things. What are, are yeah. so super famous, kids look at and aspire to be, isn't real. And that isn't, I'm not saying don't want to be an influencer. If that's what you want to do, fine. Be it, that is a career. In, I'm not, not accepting that influencer um, isn't, you know, there's people now going, yeah, kids no, want to be influencers. wasn't a job. It is a job. Fact. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. However, but... it's not the only job. Yeah. And there is, it's a big world out there. And I think there's other things and there's things you can see and you shouldn't. I, I think everyone's just kind of, yeah, so it, long and short is I'd love to be a teacher, maybe just a, an English teacher who wasn't who, who, one of them who's actually like speaks to people, like yeah, talks know, to them rather than at them. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, um, I they do like that. You more so now. When I think of ICT in school, right? My ICT sessions were we had to bring an item in from home and then sell it on eBay. And it was like a fundraiser for the school, right? So that was like learning wow. how to learning how to use eBay. That was like ICT. That and spreadsheets. I, I still can't get my head around that. How old are you, Harry? By the way, how old are you? Twenty six. You've asked me this. Twenty. Sorry, I know. Yeah, I I, I know. But, but when you say that, it makes me feel so old that you, that that was something you did in IT. Like, mate, I, I did the Beatles in history. Can you believe that? The fucking Beatles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I remember going home. My dad was like, what are you doing in school? And I told him, and he, he was like, the fucking Beatles. I was like, yeah, yeah. 
I get you the yeah. record, Harry. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the Tudors. Yeah, Let me tell you, you wrote Yellow Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, sorry. What? I think I interrupted you. There. I was. I was just um, more so now. I've noticed when I've I've worked in schools, ICT sessions, uh, they tend to do like basic things of coding, right? Which I think is great because you know, like apps and all the rest of it do need coders in the future. Um, but yeah. they cover a huge amount on like online safety. Now, this is where my little bugbear is with it, right? Because I'm all I'm all for keeping kids safe, but I do think that watering things down to the point where they, they're not taking that seriously doesn't do anyone any favours and it's a complete waste of time for the kids and everyone else yeah. involved, right? So, um, <laughs> for instance... They, they were talking about like if you've you put your details online whether it be on a tiktok or something like that simple thing of do a tiktok in your school jumper whoever sees that can see where the school is and find you right okay um and they were told and the people that might find you might just have bad intentions and um that can be a million different things you know what i mean but like bad intentions yeah. i thought fucking hell like if you're going to tell them that should we do a, a session next week on how to chew through duct tape you know what i mean it's like just <laughs> just be honest with them you know what i mean and it's like i yeah they, they did first aid recently um in a in the in the place i'm at and uh, they were talking to the kids about like some of the some things that they need to know for first aid or just like if they're in a situation where they're in danger and uh, one of the teachers said um what if you were say being um being kidnapped right um and uh, one of the kids was like why why would we be kidnapped and i went uh, i was like well because you're kind of in that age range where you're vulnerable right so like the idea of trying to bundle me in the back of a car is harder than it is a 10 year old um and they were kind of like looked at me a bit like all right and i was like because you know you're going to grow out of it but at the moment you're you prime <laughs> you're prime real estate <laughs> 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 so just have your wits about uh, you yeah <laughs> you know, instead of saying people, it's like if a stranger approaches you going, hang on a minute, if you've got bad intentions, it's like, you know, uh, <laughs> just use your common sense. I just think being open and honest with kids isn't a bad thing. You know, like I got told very early on that there's people out there who find kids very sexy. And uh, I had to then, you know, go like, all right, okay. Because I think that makes more sense than just saying people have bad intentions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I get what you mean. Because yeah. like, if you said to a kid, <laughs> if an adult said to a kid, I don't, I don't think some kids would understand what sexy means. You know what I mean? But then if, yeah, you, yeah. if you would rather explain that to a kid as a parent than them bump into some oddball who says, I find you sexy. And the kid's like, what do you mean? And they're like, let me show you, right? And <laughs> it's probably better if I do a hands-on practical. You know what I mean? I just think just be open with the kids and yeah. tell them with the dangers <laughs> that are out there <laughs> rather than, you know. Yeah getting them into a sticky situation um, i get i get what you mean yeah but <laughs> yeah it's it as i say going back to the, the things what like all that when i did ict at school i think it was it it, it was a uh, it was called it and then icc ict by the end and it was just uh just fucking spreadsheets man yeah, make a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. and then spread. someone would try and go to the corner of the corner of Excel, right to the it's bottom, like the, the edge of the map. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember like going on uh, computers in school that didn't have the internet. And have you heard of Encarta? No, the encyclopedia. It's just like basically, it's just a huge. Well, just a huge encyclopedia program called Encarta and the older school computers on it on so it was basically like if you if you wanted to go if you wanted to research something before Google you was going on Encarta and it wasn't the internet it was a program which 
was like a massive know. encyclopedia. And you could just search something on it. It was basically like shit internet, do you know what I mean? And <laughs> searching like random things on there and just like searching, I don't know, nipple on it and then find, reading about nipple and everyone pissing themselves laughing at the word nipple, do you know what I mean? It was like, God, it's such a different time. But Zed, did, did you have any like lessons you actually enjoyed at school, you know what I mean, like standouts or was it all just, I'll just do these and get on with it? Probably English because I passed, I got two Bs in English. It was all right that because I think you could have... Um, what I liked about that was um, it wasn't always remember something. It was like your understanding of that and your interpretation of a certain thing. And, yeah. you know, so, so what did range. you think about? Yeah, yeah. What did you think about, you know, this this part of Lord of the Flies? And you'd say what you thought about it. And, I'm, you know, that's probably what I'm quite good at is articulating my thoughts on a certain thing and my viewpoint which you know that's Andy when you're a stand up on it yeah really, exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly but but yeah so that so that was maybe why I was be- better at English I would say and, and I, I, I've always been semi semi I've been able to like I can, not great at maths and stuff but I could I'm, I'm not very good at reading although so that's probably bad I'm I've, I'm very very slow reader but um but yeah English was was all right I wasn't bad at that because it, it was a class doing the reading so I could just keep up with their pace you know what I mean yeah well I feel like being you were very similar in that sense um because I was shy to, yeah. I only got into reading when I was like 24 or something like that um but yeah. then when you write stand up do you write like longhand with it or do you just go off notes and then write on stage yeah, that second one, I just go off notes, just have like a note in my phone, I'll just talk about it. Oh, fair enough, yeah. I suppose, yeah, because at least... Why do you do that? Uh, a, a bit of a mix. I tend to, I'll write the joke out. I might not say it word for word, but I'll have the joke there. And then uh, I yeah. might think of an afterthought to that joke. So like what I said to you about doing five minutes material to a dinner lady, the idea of playing to an audience of 3,000 of them is funny. So then like, what else would that look like? You know, um... So however that comes out on stage, I don't know, but I've at least made mm. like an idea in a pad of what I think is funny about it. And nine times out of 10, when you do it for the first time or the second time, the thing that you can't get down on paper just pops up in thin air and it's just there in front of you. Yeah, um, yeah, I reckon that's right. I, uh, I, I don't know really. There's I, no blueprint. You know, I've, no, no, you just do what works. I'm, I'm definitely definitely not one for writing. I tried it at the beginning. I thought, do people write? I'll sit and write. And you go, I couldn't even write the stuff I'd had for years because I didn't even, do you know what I mean? Like, if you think, the way I always think about it is if you're telling someone a funny story, um, I'm going to tell you the story and then it, I'm going to tell it to someone else, but there'll probably be variations on words and mm. phrases and turns of phrase where, and then you just find the one that works and you start using that a bit more. And it's, that's just what it is, really. But but pe- some people literally write a script, learn a script and do it like yeah, a script no, on I'm stage, which is totally fine as well. Do you know, it's, there's I, no right or wrong, is there? I died on my ass like, within, this was maybe the first 12 months of going, um, really bad, like in Liverpool. And um, I, just, I, I got described as a hologram on stage, like to the point where silence in the room. And at the end, I was like, you guys have been great. You know what I mean? Left the room. Um, and afterwards, it was uh, Ro who said to me, he was emceeing and he was like, mate, you were so not present in that room. And because of, I'd written a set that was five minutes of lukewarm jokes and remembered how lukewarm they were and then just kept going and d- didn't deviate from it. So when I was dying on my ass, I just didn't know how to deal with 
going off script at all. It was just, I have to stick to this and that's that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's hard though, man. That's part of learning because, you know, when you die, when you, you know, when you do comedy and you're quite new, you don't know how, you don't have the skills to get yourself out of dying. So you're just dying. It's like drowning. Do you know what I mean? It's like fucking... (laughs) It's like it's like it's like not being able to swim and you, someone's pop your armbands. Do you know what I mean? And it's like this is all I've got, so I'm just going to carry on trying to swim. <laughs> but it's like yeah, bloody, they'll, they'll pull I me can't, body out. Do you know? End. And that that's all I've got. I always used to make me laugh. Like I know we're slightly off topic here, but when you turn up at gigs and like you'd see like a comic who was like headliner or closer or whatever you want to say, and they'd be like, they turn up and they'd be like, what they like, and you they'd be like, uh. Uh, you know the MC, the compare, be like, oh yeah, they're, they're all right. Like, what kind of stuff they're going for? Like dirty stuff, or you know, they liking. And then they go, oh, they're, they're quite, yeah, they're liking a bit of filth and that. And then they're going, right, okay. And uh, have anyone done anything about the uh, the Brexit or you know, whatever? Like, no, no. And then you go, has anyone spoke? And I always used to think when I'd, I'd witness this conversation, just think, I just turn up and think, well, what they like, and I think, well. They're just getting these jokes I've got because I've got fuck all else. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that's it. So whether they're going for this or they're going for that, I don't have any alternatives. So they're getting what I've got until I run out of it, and then when that's gone, I'm gone. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's it. And it's totally just like learning on the job, and then and then you get to a point where you don't even well even think I, about what yeah. you're going to say. You think about how you're going to start, and then just go into some other bits, which is nice and free which is what i like yeah yeah i I suppose as well that like because someone said to me once you don't ever stop dying but the gaps between your deaths become huge you know what i mean because you you can always have a gig where you're like they're just not going for this um but yeah that one that one sticks in the mind for me um but I've, mm. mind you, I've not gigged in a fucking year and a half, so I've not died since then. It would have been awful if I yeah. died in front of that thin lady, mate. She was just looking at me like, what <laughs> the fuck are you going on about? <laughs> Thank, I've just played it off like, these oh, are just man. these are just thoughts, you know what I mean? They're casual. Yeah. Um, but, um, and then like ticking and crossing them as you're talking to her on a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Any it's reason why you've got a, I had yeah, a stool there, Harry? Yeah, never mind that, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Uh, is this your husband? Uh, how long have you been together? Uh, <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it, isn't it? Yeah. Is there anywhere you want um, people to come and find you? Because I'll put all your tags in and stuff like that. I don't know if you want to hype. Um, no. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> bloody rubbish at this stuff like this. Just enjoy your lives. Don't get concerned with mine. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at ChrisWash underscore. If you don't, I'm absolutely fine with that as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Concentrate not on yourselves. Don't worry about me. All right, Sam. Well, I appreciate you coming on this. It's been good fun. All right, mate. Nice one. Thanks for having me. Uh, no worries, man. Hopefully, I'll uh, see you around at a gig soon enough. Yes, definitely. All right. See you soon. Take it easy, pal. genuinely interested to know after hearing that if anyone had a dinner man at their school because they were all women in my school right and I feel like if they're if they're out there they're hiding they're not getting the airtime that the normal dinner ladies are getting so you know if you've got a dinner man please do get in touch with me on social media because I want to if you can get a picture it sounds a bit creepy but that'd be even better because I can't I know what Chris looks like and the, obviously the person that sent me this story I said I knew them too so I know what they look like but I can't picture what a Werther's original dinner man would look like. I just, I just can't picture it in my head, you know. 
I see someone that you know might be interested in car boots, but that's just me gut telling me something. I don't know, if, don't have to believe it. But yeah, if you've had the dinner, man, please do let me know. As ever, I want to say thank you very much to everyone that has been listening because the podcast is now in the thousands with the downloads. And uh, yeah, that's great because it's whatever you guys are doing to help spread the word. It's definitely uh, it's definitely working. So please do keep that up. I don't know if you're sharing it about online or just telling your mates. It seems as if most people tend to listen to it on Spotify and, and Apple Podcasts. I've seen, you know, I keep seeing a little few five-star reviews popping up there every now and then. You know, if you're enjoying the podcast, we're on 11 episodes now. So if you're 11 episodes in and you're going, do you know what this isn't for me? I would say stop right now, but I appreciate your dedication thus far. <laughs> but if you're enjoying it, you know, please do leave us a five star and uh, a little little comment, you know, a little nice, whatever you want to put. It, it goes a long way and it all helps. That's what I'm trying to say. So I appreciate the support. But anything you can do to help spread the word, especially as well if you know a teacher. I'm really trying to like sieve out some more teachers for future episodes. So if you do know a teacher, please do send them my way and tell them about the podcast. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll prefer it coming from you than me shouting about it on Twitter. But yeah, I appreciate everyone that's been listening and downloading because it's uh, it's been great and I am really enjoy doing them, making them. Next week, I've got Brennan Reese, who, uh, yeah, I was going to have for this week, but because I was ill, I had all switched around. But next week, I've got Brennan Reese, who's a fantastic comedian. He's been on Live at the Apollo. He's done loads of stuff. And the story that we're going over has come in from a teacher, an RE teacher, about quite an awkward situation within their lesson. But more on that next week. So until then, look after yourselves, everybody. Thank you very much for listening and take it easy. Staffering podcast is produced by me, Harry Stacchini, artwork by Poppy Spinks, and the soundtrack by James McGraw.